Welcome to the Sundown Outdoors Predator Podcast. I am your host, Drew Schlem, and we are here to talk all things predator hunting. If you are a predator hunter or wanting to become one, you're in the right place. On this podcast, we will talk with predator hunters all over the United States about their gear and tactics to put more fur in the truck. Welcome to episode one of the Sundown Outdoors Predator Podcast. I am very excited to bring you my very first episode with a special guest, a fellow Wisconsin coyote killer, Christian Barry. Christian is a diehard coyote hunter and has a YouTube channel called Wisconsin Coyote Calling, and he puts out some awesome videos. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and thanks for listening. All right, guys, we're here with Christian Barry, uh, coyote killer from central Wisconsin, I believe. Uh, hey, Christian, thanks for th- thanks for joining us. Uh, so, uh, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and and uh, what what got you into coyote hunting. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, man. Um, glad you had me on the on the podcast here. This is uh this is a first for me. I uh, never really been on one of these, so I'm I was pretty pumped up when you reached out uh, to link up with another guy who loves coyote hunting uh, as much as I do and uh, talk coyote hunting. So I um, live west central Wisconsin, uh, Eau Claire County. Um, I I pretty much picked up coyote hunting. Uh, I don't know. It was probably three, four years ago. I think two thousand. Actually, I think the year was probably two thousand and eighteen is when I started coyote hunting. And uh, a buddy of mine called me up, and he pretty much just asked me. He said, "I got a buddy that's going to call coyotes. If you want to come along, I I was off for work with a with a foot injury, so I was off for a few weeks. And uh, I said, "Yeah, why not? I'll I'll take along. You know, I I never really done it. Didn't know much about it. And uh, so we went out that day and. We ended up going out, sat on a big ridge overlooking a field and uh, called up a couple coyotes and I shot my first coyote calling them in. I had shot some during deer season, you know, all throughout the years chasing whitetails. Um, but that was the first time I ever shot a coyote um, calling. And I mean, that was basically where it started. I was, I was hooked from, uh, from then on. I uh, went out and bought my own call like three months later and I've been doing it ever since. I just fell in love with it and just, I, I've just been pounding ever since I it's whitetail was my passion forever. And I, I can honestly say coyote hunting now is probably, um, probably been my main, uh, my main hunting. I absolutely love it. And if I had to give up one or the other, I don't think I could let a uh, coyote hunt go. <laughs> absolutely. But, I'm totally with you on that. That uh, was kind of no, how so I what, got started what, there. So. What, absolutely. Uh, what brought me to, Christian getting on the on the podcast here is so uh, he runs a YouTube channel Wisconsin Coyote Calling and he has some sick videos on there um he has a ton of videos I give him a lot of credit doing a lot of it is self-filmed um coyote calling and if coyote hunting in Wisconsin isn't tough enough he throws the self-filming aspect into it um so Tell, tell us a little bit about how you got into filming and um, your YouTube channel, I guess. You know, I never really, I never really had dreams or plans of starting a, you know, I don't know you call it a dream, but, you know, plans of ever doing any filming, you know, with deer hunting, coyote hunting, turkey hunting, bear. And I never really had it, but I, I started coyote hunting, you know, like I said, how I started out there and uh, I got, I got hooked so fast. It just drew me right in. I was you know, obsessed with the 
calling them in and, you know, talking to them and the, the communication back and forth and, and kind of learning them. And, um, it was just, uh, I, to learn it, I, I, I went to YouTube basically to learn, learn about coyote hunting. I didn't have any friends, family, anybody that really did it. I didn't know anybody in the coyote hunting really industry, I guess you could say. So I, I went to YouTube and I just started searching, you know, coyote hunts, Wisconsin coyote hunts, you know, Montana coyote. I just, I started looking at everything and I just, I subscribed to every coyote hunting channel you can imagine. I mean, they're, there really probably isn't one out there that I ain't subscribed to. And I can honestly say I have watched every single one on every single channel. I, it was, I just hooked on it. And that's where I basically learned everything. I mean, I, I self-taught myself to do it and learned it all. And I thought, I just thought it was awesome. I just love the coyotes. I mean, they're just fun to kill and I, they're a beautiful animal and I love calling them in. I just thought I, I need to share this with other people, how all these other guys are doing it. And I said, you know, I need to get a camera. So I, of course, I started looking up cameras on Google and I couldn't believe the prices of them. They're, you know, a lot of money and too much for me. So I, I got on Marketplace on Facebook and found a used, it was a Canon XA20, um, about a $1,500 camera new I picked up for about 800 bucks. And I'm like, I'm going to yep. give this a shot. I'm going to start, I'm going to start trying to film my hunts and, uh, that's kind of where it took off. It was shaky the first year, year and a half. It was tough. The, the self-filming was just so tough, you know, getting on the coyote and just, it's just very, it was really hard. But once I got the hang of her, it, it took off quick and I, and I kind of got her down. I still don't really have the equipment, you know, for self-filming that I should have. I got a pretty chintzy tripod set up. I mean, a lot of slop in it makes it tough. But once I started filming, I mean, I, I, I never wanted to go without the camera. I still don't. If I if I go coyote hunting without the camera, I, I'm almost mad when I kill a coyote because, God, I could have got some awesome footage of that or, you know. Um, it's just I, I fell in love with the film. And now, I mean, I don't even care if I shoot the coyote. I almost more so want somebody to be there so I can get better footage and, and put good videos out to share with everybody else who, who loves coyote hunting, you know. Absolutely. No, I give you a lot of credit because your videos look awesome and uh, you're obviously doing something right because that is no easy task. Right. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, yeah, um, so yeah. kind of walk me through, kind of walk me through your ideal stand and setup. What, what conditions are you looking for? What wind? Um, just kind of walk me through, start to finish how you're going to go into and end. Um, and, and how that works for you. Yeah. Um, and there's a, there's a lot, a lot that goes with that. Um, can you hear me yet? Yep. You're good. Okay. Um, man, there's a lot, I mean, for, for stand setup and, and keys to success for a success, successful stand, there's, there's a lot to it. And it all kind of starts with the time of year that, you know, that you're calling, you know, I call all year round. I, you know, I'll call, you know, 365 days a year if I can. I'm summer, winter, fall. We're not a It's just winter. Um, so it just depends if it's in the middle of the winter. But if we're talking spurred up coyotes when 90% of, you know, people are out chasing them, you know, I like that cold weather. There's there's no doubt about that. Um, when we're talking about weather, I like when it's cold, real cold. I mean, I'll, some of our best days are below zero at I, I like the cold days in the winter time for the fall and the winter. There's no doubt about that. Um, 
I like it to be cold. You know, for some reason, in the middle of the winter, you go out there and it's 35 degrees, 40 degrees. I just don't seem to have as much luck as I do when it's, you know, down at that zero mark or even in the single digits or, or below zero for that matter. I mean, we've hunted in negative 20 degree weather before. I, I know a couple of years ago we were out there and I think the dash on the truck said negative 26 and our beards were complete iced over and frosted up and we, <laughs> we called coyotes like crazy. I mean, they like that cold weather because I think, I don't know necessarily that they like it, but they got to move in it, you know. Um, yep, so absolutely. They got to get food, you know, they, they got to eat, they got to stay warm, they got to uh, conserve energy and, and that's how they do it. But so as far as weather goes for a successful stand, I, I like the cold weather for sure. And I like a little bit of wind. I like it to be about eight to 15 for some reason, dead calm. I, I, I don't really like a dead calm uh stand um a little bit of wind and obviously not too high a wind but um and as far as wind direction i think every coyote hunter knows that's the number one deal with a stand that that'll make or break it right there's the wind you gotta you gotta know your your surroundings the land you're going in where you think the coyotes are at and where the wind's going and you gotta have a crosswind or a, or a wind in your face i know some people don't like wind in the face i kind of like the wind right in my face i don't know why but i I prefer to hunt with the wind right in my face where a lot of others like the crosswinds um but either or will work as long as your wind is in the right direction you're starting out you know with the main thing and it's going to make you have a lot higher success uh where some of these guys i know some of these rookie guys going out and i mean they don't even look at the wind when they're hunting they'll just go sit a stand and i mean the wind might be blowing right at their back right into this thicket you know that they're calling and uh that don't work i don't think <laughs> i think we could agree on that no it definitely um, definitely does not no and uh you know i having the right gear for sure i, I know you said we're going to touch on gear so i won't get too much into that but having the right the right gear for the stands makes it huge you know having a rifle that's sighted in a rifle that you know yep. range finder to know the range of the coyotes you know there's a lot a lot that plays into it but um I, I would say, um, I'm trying to think here, for like, I study my Onyx hunting maps like crazy for a successful stand. I'll, I'll get yep. on my stand and all my pins and I'll basically, I'll look at, I'll sit there for an hour before I go hunting and, and try to decide on the best spot for that particular weather that day, for that wind direction you know, is it windier and hell? Are they going to be in this deep ditch? Is it, you know, more calm where you could get out in the open? You know, there's a, there's tons of factors into it, but I would say wind direction and, uh, is obviously number one for sure. I'd like to take a quick second to talk to you guys about dark night outdoors. As you guys know, Dark Knight Outdoors is partnering with me this year for the podcast, and I couldn't be luckier to have them join me. Just a couple of the things that drew me to Dark Knight Outdoors, uh, they will match match pricing. They don't have any sales tax outside of Illinois, and quick and free shipping, no credit card fees, and you get a free external battery pack with a quality mount to come with your purchase. And not to mention, if you use code PREDATORPODCAST23 at checkout on a thermal optic, you're going to save $50. So you're basically going to be able to price match uh, to the best price you are able to find and then save $50 uh, on top of that. Also, if you're in the market for accessories, 
Uh, he Jamie has so many different accessories down there. Dark Knight Outdoors. You can also use the code PPACC23. So that's PPACC23 to save 25% off all accessories. So go down to the show description and look at Dark Knight Outdoors website and you will not be disappointed. Absolutely. Yep, I totally agree. I'm more of like a crosswind to a quarter quartering wind guy. I, yep. My experience has been when I have the wind in my face, they tend to circle more. You know, I don't okay. know if that's because I'm hunting a lot more small tracks that are pressured. You know, I don't know. I yep. don't know what it is, but that's just what and I found I think, works for me. And Yeah, and I think you're probably right. I, I think if you asked, you know, 100 of these big coyote hunters, you know, in the nation, 90, 90 of them would probably say, 99 of them would probably say they like a crosswind, you know, or they're kind of quarter cross yep. coming across your face. I just, I don't know why I, I got, I started hunting in my face so much and I just got used to it and I've had success with it, but I do hunt yep. crosswinds too, but I'm just, if I do have where I don't have a crosswind that's right in my face, I'm still going, you know, regardless, as Absolutely. long as it ain't blowing right into where them coyotes are, you know. Absolutely. With that, you know, you kind of started to mention your gear and obviously um, that's a big part of the game. And so walk me through, you're going to a stand. What, what, what all are you taking with you and factor into your hunt? Well, I would say um, this ain't really even gear, but obviously your rifle. And I, I, a huge thing that I noticed with some, you know, I got a buddy and he'll probably kill me for saying this on here, even if he even hears it. But, you know, I have a buddy that I, I go with every winter. We've been hunting now for like four years together. He's kind of my right-hand man with coyote hunting. We always go together. And yep. uh, he, he, he's the shooter a lot. And he has missed a pile of coyotes. And I mean yep. a pile of them. And it don't matter if they're 100 yards to 300 yards. They can be right in the lap. And he is, and, and he's killed plenty, but he has missed just as many as he's killed and i think number one is having a rifle that you know and you need to and that you that you have shot and and is sighted into you and you got to shoot your rifle i think you know a lot of people go shoot three four shots and they're zeroed in and an inch high and that's it where to me i'm shooting my rifle at for sure once a month at the range if not more you know i'm getting in a lot of rounds getting used to that rifle that trigger pull and everything and i you know, if you're shooting good, you're, you know, that you can call on coyotes all you want, but if you can't hit them, that's, you know, you ain't stacking fur in the back of the truck, you know? Um, so I would say, I a, a rifle number, you there. yeah, rifle is number one there, but as far as that kind of getting off on a tangent there, you know, another huge thing is, is my binoculars. I, I cannot stand going to the woods without the binoculars. Um, I feel bare without them. I mean, I, I'm one of those guys on the stand. I got to be glassing, especially when there ain't snow on the ground and, and your surroundings are all brown. Everything's blended in them. Coyotes are hard enough to see as it is. Yep. Um, I got to be glassing. I, you know, it, I'm constantly glassing left and right slow, you know, left and right up and down. I can't tell you how many times I've, you know, you know, you don't think there's any coyotes or 25 minutes in the stand. And you start glassing all of a sudden, oh, my God, there's a coyote standing right there under that tree right on the edge of the field, you know, that you couldn't see with the naked eye. Um, Absolutely. And I, I, go, I go coyote hunting with tons of guys that they don't have binoculars. And I just look at them like, man, you crazy. You don't got your binoculars with you, man. <laughs> you know, um, 
and with that being said, a rangefinder as well. And I, I got the uh, binoculars with the rangefinder built in. Um, yep. I think they're the Vor- Vortex Fury 5000s. They, they're a pretty penny, but I, for coyote hunting, I, I, I couldn't go with anything else there. You don't need to pull a separate rangefinder out. I mean, your glass and the coyotes coming in, you got a range, you got a range, you're just ranging as he's coming in, coming in, you know what he is at all times. And it's, yep. it's huge that rangefinder for sure um absolutely you know that's two things that that are pretty big um as far as gear i i'm a guy that likes to sit on a chair i don't know about you um you sit on the ground or you like exactly i'm a chair i'll never sit on the ground (laughs) yeah i'm it's 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 you know you're sitting on the ground next thing you know your tailbone's numb your ass is numb it's like it, it it don't work very good and you get uncomfy fast, and the next thing you know, you're 15 minutes in. You haven't called none yet. You're like, God, I gotta get up. We gotta, you know, stretch out or whatever. You gotta have a country, comfy chair. That's just all there is to it. I mean, um, yep. So I, I completely you know, agree. I, I like think a, it helps your helps your shooting. Oh, for sure. That's another thing too. You know, for your correct height, for your bipod, you're more sturdy shooting. Um, I don't, I don't know what the brand is or what kind of chair I have. Uh, I usually go into Google and I'll type in turkey hunting chair and then whatever comes up at the best yep. deal, I'll ship her to the house. And I usually go through one every year because they break and they're pretty chintzy and, and uh, yep. I'll get one every year. But that, that's another thing that I, that I just got to have is, is a chair to be comfortable on and uh, sturdy up your shooting, kind of like you said, you know. Absolutely. Um, other than that, for gear um, – you know, warm clothes so you can weather out the, the storm and, and not get cold and want to get up and get out of there right away. Uh, always got to have extra batteries in the backpack for the remotes and calls. I know when I first started coyote hunting, I don't know how many times um, the remote died on me or it got so cold that the batteries died and it's shit. Now I can't even make, drove a half hour away and you can't even yep. make the stand because you didn't have extra batteries. So I, I, the backpack has 30, 40 batteries in it at all times now. <laughs> um, yep. Been and, there. And, uh, swagger bipod. That's, that's the key there. I don't know if anybody, you know, listening knows much about the swaggers, but to me, they're the best, they're the best bipod for coyote hunting hands down. I don't, unless you're shooting off a tripod, which a lot of guys in the daytime aren't. Um, I would say the swagger is hands down the best, most versatile, you know, um, bipod there is. And I have had tremendous success with it. I absolutely love it. And I would never go without it. Do you guys shoot swagger on swaggers or just bipods? Yeah. Nope. We all use swaggers and I never looking back. (laughs) I know. Aren't they awesome? When'd you get yours? Yep. I've had it for, I think two seasons now. Okay. Yeah, they're they're bad. Yeah, you got the you got the quick detach or the big one that sucks in, like with the nope, big. Holder. I got the big one. That's I got. <laughs> that's what one. I got too. Oh, I got the big one too. And I I thought at first I was gonna hate the weight. Yeah. And turns out that thing's killed me a lot of dogs. Oh, dude, it's they're they're so. I used to rock the Harris because they're kind of well known, pretty good bipod, the Harris bipod there, which was only like a thirteen yep. to twenty nine which seemed tall at the time but then you get out there and you're sitting in your chair and they just don't got the height you're hunched way over you can't hardly see through your scope you need to get that extra height and the harris has it and then with yep. the versatile legs on them springs i mean it's if if you don't have one and you don't know what yep. they're about you need to check them out because they're badass i agree i'm with you but yeah that's kind of all um, i got for gear what, and extra what things. do you shoot for a gun 
Um, I actually shoot a a Browning twenty two two fifty. Um, <clears throat> I started out with an AR fifteen. I went, you know, I you know, I was one of those guys yep. that oh, I'm get I'm getting into coyote hunting. I'm going to go get an AR. You know, everybody you see has these ARs. So I I went and bought bought the highest dollar AR I could find at Shields. It was put it on a credit card. Couldn't afford it, so I swiped her on that. Brought it home. It was a Daniel Defense, and it was it was it was badass looking. That's for sure. It was nice. I put about a six hundred dollar. I don't know if it was a Viper or what it was. It was a Vortex. And that thing, I missed coyotes. I went to the range. It shot terrible. I tried different ammo. I'm not a hand load guy. I don't. I, I buy pretty much all factory. But I could not find a load that shot good out of that for factory, and it was terrible. I eventually missed so many coyotes it pissed me off that I, I went and I traded it in for a Tika 6.5 Creedmoor because I always knew the Tikas were a good good shooting factory gun. <clears throat> and I shot that for about a year and a half. Yep. And I killed coyotes with it, but it just wasn't a little bit big for me. I wanted something flatter, shooting a little faster. So that's what brought me to the 22-250. Um, and uh, picked up a – actually, a buddy of mine sold me a Ruger for like 250 bucks, And I put a Boyd stock on it, cleaned it all up, kind of decked it out a little bit, put a nice Leopold on top of it. And that killed me a lot of coyotes. But then I was still looking for something a little more accurate to tighten up my groups. And I – guy recommended a browning so i i picked up a a browning x bolt long range target varmint is what it was called it's got a bull barrel muzzle brake and all that and uh that thing i mean it just drove tax i'm obsessed with it it's a it's a horse the things like with all my stuff on it all everything attached it's probably like 13 pounds so it's it ain't fun to lug around but it's so sturdy on that on that bipod because of the way that I'm just rock solid on it. And I'm confident. I never used to be confident shooting coyotes out to probably maybe 150, 175 yards. Once they got to 200, I started missing a lot. But now that I got this gun, I I mean, I'm confident out to 350 yards here in Wisconsin all day. And then I I just finally got the suppressor, waited a year, 13 months, and and put that, and that makes it all the better. So now I'm really uh, really dialed in and – I would never uh, go away from the 22-250. I know everybody's got an opinion and and uh, to each their own, but I just I love that 22-250, man. Well, you are talking to the right person because I'm also a 22-250 guy. So are you? I'm you are, huh? Okay. So what do you shoot for 22-250 then? Uh, I actually have a Thompson Center Venture, and I've had it okay. since I was probably 14. And that thing, like you said, that thing just drives tax. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, my, I do reload, so I've had fortunate enough to work up a good Find load. A good load. But, yeah, yeah. But my my buddy always tells me I got I just got a good one, and I just got lucky because oh no will, shit, you know shoot shoot just you know penny groups at two hundred yeah. yards all day long. and. Yeah, you no know, guys with bigger and more expensive and everything else will just laugh at me, but hey, it works. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Right, that's the way I look at. It. And they claim that they claim you can buy two of the same exact model guns and they can shoot different. That's what they claim, and I don't know if that's true, but yeah, like you see, your buddy said, you got a good one. Why, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If it's driving tax, why would you want to switch, man? Yeah. Oh, I I went from I I went from 
an old bolt two twenty two two fifty my grandpa gave me when I was young. Then I got this one, and then I went to an AR for a couple of years, and I did uh-huh. kill a lot of dogs with that too. But I ended up going back to the bolt, and, and that's where I'm I'm at to stay. I do have a twenty two yeah. muzzler that I built that's an yep. AR platform too, but that's going to be more my my playing around gun and and yep. whatnot, but. Um, yeah, I'm stuck with the 22 250 in the bolt, so I'm with you yeah, on for that sure. for sure. Yeah, that, that's that's the way to go. I know um, there's, there's a lot of other ones out there that these, you know, these six creeds and everything that all these other guns are making and coming out with for coyote hunting, but I'm just sticking with the old the old 22 250 is uh the trusty one, so yep, I'm with you. Uh, what so what's your first thoughts on the suppressor now that you've had it and used it a little bit? Oh man, I I was pumped to begin with, obviously, because aside from everything else and all the benefits they have, I mean, everyone can pretty much agree on it that suppressors are just badass. You know, <laughs> who don't think a, a suppressor is, yep. is cool? And uh, <laughs> I waited and I waited, and finally I got the call. Actually, I got, my daughter was born, and we were going up for her one week checkup, and we were on the way up to Eau Claire, and. I got a phone call and I knew who it was as it came across the call screen there. And I knew it was what it was for. And I was so pumped up. I went up there and I picked it up and I came home and I wasn't home for five minutes and I was getting everything ready to go shoot it in the yard. And I just couldn't believe how, you know, everyone thinks there anyone who ain't familiar with them, even myself included for a while, you know, you think you're going to get a suppressor and you're going to shoot and it's going to be like the movies, you know, just hardly nothing, which that is not the case. They still got a, they still got a loud bang, um, but it just takes it take not a loud bang. It's a lot. It's it's loud, but it just takes away that big, you know, the big sonic boom. You know, it it takes that way back, and it, yep. it's so easy on the ears. I mean, I can shoot twenty, and I probably should use hearing protection. I think they recommend it, but I I don't. I can go out and shoot twenty, thirty rounds at the range, and my ears feel just fine. It's like shooting a twenty-two mag or something. It ain't. Yep. It's it's nice and then I think I've well I I've only had it like a month and a half and I haven't done a ton of coyote hunting but I already have had a couple stands here the other day I went out in a snowstorm and I think it was Friday before gun season and I was sitting over a big marsh and coyote before I even started calling went trotting out of the marsh and I shot him sat down getting ready to call and there goes another one out of the marsh and he was you know usually a coyote hears that shot he's booking out of there the second coyote stood up about a minute or two later and he just yep. kind of lollygagging looking left looking right trotting out of the field like no care in the world like he didn't even hear a gunshot go off so i dumped him and i was just pumped up you know and fired right up killed two coyotes before i even turned the call on i looked down and there's a third coyote same thing not even not a here in the world just kind of like he's just on a walk you know and these coyotes are 150 yards from me yep. and i'm like that just goes to show you the power of the suppressor i mean they're not just for easy on the ears they definitely i can already tell help for killing doubles and triples and and not spooking them coyotes out of the country after you shoot that first shot yeah and you know that's one thing that i look at too is just like trying to minimize my footprint and not spooking them and that's one thing that I thought for sure on the suppressor that, Hey, I might shoot this one that came in, but I also might not spook the other three that were, you know, 300 yards right. away that didn't come in. Right. Right. Yep. For sure. Have, do you got one? I forgot. So yeah, I, I definitely think that's, a, 
I don't, but I'm going to have one here. Hopefully, I don't know. I, I guess, well, hopefully it's not 13 months. Right. Did, did you, did you submit for one already? Did it, is it a paper form or haven't you, or is it e-file? I'm doing the e-file. Okay. No, that's way yeah. quicker. Well, yeah. They say way quicker, but I know they have stones <clears throat> now that the waiting, even for the e-file though, is like five or six months, but that's still way better than the 13 months, yeah. man. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Oh, uh, what do you shoot for, for a bullet out of there? So I'm a huge Hornady guy. <clears throat> I just, I don't know why. I've always just, they've caught, every time I've went to the ammo rack and looked, Hornady, my whole life has caught my eye, I guess you can say. Um, you know, yep. Hornady's always been known for one of the better factory ammos. I think they probably are one of the best. Um, so I, I started shooting Hornady and 22, 250 is such a fast round and I, and I wanted it to be a little faster. So the superformance kind of caught my eye. So I started shooting the Hornady uh, superformance, which they got, I think a little bit more powder in them to give it a couple hundred feet per second more. Um, and they're the 50 grainers and they've done me well. Um, shoot great. Um, for the most part, if I, if I shoot the coyote and the kill shot, you know, he's dumping right there every once in a while, if I hit him back in the lungs, I'll they'll run 30, 40 yards. Uh, but if I hit him in the shoulder, anywhere up yep. there, neck, shoulder, a little bit back they're they're folding right there, piling up. Um, I have noticed the 55ers, I got a few boxes of the 55 VMAX. Them do actually seem to shoot a little bit tighter groups, but it's so minute. They're, they're both excellent shooting uh, rounds, and I've never really had a reason to change. They're uh, yep. good enough out of my gun for sure. So Absolutely. Yeah, I'm a 50-grain VMAXer as well. So Are you? Yeah. Again, I'm with you on that. <laughs> I think, I yep. think that's uh, – I honestly, obviously everyone has their own opinion, but I, I feel like that's a really good, perfect size, you know, type of round. 50 green, I feel like for coyotes, is just money. Yeah, I agree. All right, I got another one for you. Um, so yeah. with with videoing all these these hunts and, and everything, okay, so I want, I'm curious to know your answer on this. If you run into the same stuff I get into, you know, okay. you have – good spots and you have a lot of spots and whatever yeah right people start seeing your videos people start yeah. seeing that too and yeah pretty soon pretty soon there's a bunch of people out hunting your spots uh-huh. so i'm curious how you gain and maintain some of your hunting spots and how, how you about that well i got it's it's I got a pretty good way of doing it, and I, I don't even like to usually share this, but I'm going to anyways because we're trying to help help everybody out, right, and everybody gain a little bit of knowledge or whatever. But basically what I started doing, I am a huge Onyx guy. I study that Onyx map for deer, any type of hunting I do. I am I am yep. I spend more time on that Onyx hunt map than I do anywhere on my phone. It's I, I'm on that thing, whether it's be in the fall looking for whitetail spots or trying to figure out a big whitetail or the other nine months out of the year, you know, pinning coyote spots and finding coyote spots. But, you know, Onyx obviously has all the landowner information along with their address. So my main way of getting coyote hunting permission is a phone call. And a lot of people say the old knock on the door is the best way to do it. And 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 I do agree somewhat. I think that is. If you got the time to drive around, knock on the door, you know, meet the guy right there so they can see a face to face. They know who you are. That is probably the best way about it. But when you're trying to gain 
a lot of spots and a lot of spots fast, kind of how I was. I basically utilize that Onyx hunt. I click on their name, I get their address, and then my little secret I have that maybe other people know, but seems to people really don't know. I, anybody I tell, they're like, wow, that's a good idea. But I, I, I use a app called White Pages, and it's a, basically a, a phone book on the internet for everybody in the world. And huh. most people think them White Pages now only has home telephones, kind of like the phone book would have. Well, White Pages actually has cell phone numbers too, and it don't have everybody's cell phone number. But if anybody has submitted their cell phone through some sort of record, you know, through the government, through the court system, through anywhere, that White Pages has that at that point. So I'll get their address because you need that for the White Pages lookup. So I type in their name and I type in their address and phone numbers pop up and you need to pay a uh, subscription for this it's like 4.99 for 20 lookups or it's like 20 bucks a month for 100 lookups a month <laughs> and i go on there and i just start making calls it's it's weird my girlfriend thinks i'm crazy and she laughs at me because i'll be calling these people in the living room like there's nights when i first start i don't do it so much anymore cuz i've picked up so much ground but there was nights i'd spend 2 3 hours going on onyx and literally just calling and calling and calling and sometimes you'd click a guy's name and there's five phone numbers there and you got to try every one to get the right one because they might have been old ones that are out of service or old home phone numbers <laughs> and uh it, it's wild but it it works and I, I figured it out and then sometimes if that didn't work i just googled their name and and every once in a while their cell phone will pop up but you know i this is the maintaining part or the the gaining part i should say you know I basically say, hey, you know, my name is Christian Berry. I live in Augusta. You know, I'm a big coyote hunter looking to do some coyote hunting. I see you own, you know, you kind of tell them what you know. You own 50 acres over here on Johnson Road. And and uh, would you mind if I coyote hunted that this winter? I'm just um, looking to do a little coyote hunting. I ain't hunting at night. All daytime, it'll be maybe a couple of times throughout the winter here. Um in the morning right at first light or in the afternoon before dark and i'm not shitting you you know nine times out of ten yeah go ahead who are you again they want to know your name and every once in a while you get a guy well i'd like to meet you and see you first so then you know the first time i go haunt it i'll go shake his hand but nine times out of ten they're saying get after it go kill the coyotes because as you know all the deer hunters Absolutely. the farmers they don't they don't like the coyotes and i have gained i if you pull my onyx up I'm not even exaggerating when I say this between the three counties, four counties I hunt, I, I got to have 350 pins dropped down. And a lot of it are, you know, maybe one farmer has, you know, fifth big farmer has 15 pieces within 20 miles. You know, he'll give me all his and I'll pin all those. And I mean, I've gained unbelievable amounts of ground doing it that way. It's, it's literally the way to do it if, if you want to, but the other side of that is, how good are you with people and talking to people? I'm a very talkative person. I get along with anybody. Uh, my girlfriend always gives me shit because I can run into somebody in the store that I don't even know and be talking to them for like 20 minutes. So <laughs> I got that on my Absolutely. side a little bit as far as uh, being able to strike up a uh, conversation with somebody and get, you know, uh, getting to know them and, you know, tell them who I am and whatnot and and that really helps you know if you're shy and you don't really communicate well that might not be such a good way to do it you might want to go knock on some doors but that's the way i do it to gain it and as far as maintaining it i 
I forget so many properties. That's why I got to pin them all on Onyx. So I have all these pinned. A year goes by or, yep. or six, eight months. You know, I want to go hunt that again. You can kind of tell depending on how the guy is when you first get permission. If it's a guy that's like, hey, go anytime you want, kill them all. If you got to re-ask him the next year or not. Some of these guys are like, just go whenever you want and kill them. And I don't even hardly even ask them besides maybe two years down the road. If I run into them, make a phone call. Um, the ones who are a little bit more skeptical and want to know who you are, when you're going, them are the ones you got to kind of every year or every few months make a call. Hey, you still okay if I call some coyotes? Because they might, I've, I've ran into a few things where I forgot to ask them again and nine, 10 months went by and they're like, you asked last year, this is a new year. And they got kind of mad with me. And so I, you know, you got to kind of re-up it and make sure you're good to go yep. in that aspect. Um, but as far Absolutely. as maintaining it and other people going to it there's nothing you can really do you know some of the guys will say you know a guy will come knock on their door and he'll say well i already got a guy who coyote hunts here you can't but there's a lot of guys who just say yeah to everybody for coyotes and them spots i tend to shy away from a little bit absolutely or if it's in the middle of the winter you know you can tell if there's tracks and people been in there if there's the snow smoothed over ain't a track and i'll go call it or i like to get at it early in the winter before everybody else gets out like kind of like right now or from here to january um and yeah that's just kind of how i gain and maintain it. and this worked excellent for me over the last couple of years i mean very very excellent so highly recommend yep. it <laughs> yep I'm the same way. I'm always asking, Hey, is anybody else hunting here? You know, and I've gotten to the point with some people, like they'll just let me know, Hey, someone, someone came and hunted today. Be like, okay, I'm not going to go there, you know, for a couple of weeks or, right. you know, however right. it plays out, you know, I just, every, every situation is different and every landowner is different, but I'm um, just keeping that relationship and, and I don't want to waste my time just as much as anybody, you know, so I don't want to go call oh, the, right. spot the day after someone else just did. And, you know, right. So, yeah. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's, it's, that's basically how I do it. And it's worked, it's worked pretty good, but I, you know, another way too, is just running into farmers, running into a All hunter right. that you bullshit with, you know, and just, Hey, do you mind if you got any land to coyote hunt, you know, just word them all or whatever. And then obviously social media as well, posting all my coyote hunts and my pictures, you know, a lot of people see that. Well, they know somebody who has a coyote problem, so they shoot me. Hey, I got this guy. I need some coyotes killed. So social media is another huge way to find land as well. All right. So leading into kind of closing here, you are leaving for Montana on Wednesday, I believe you said. All right. So I'm going to ask you the question that I get every time I tell somebody I'm going Kansas coyote hunting. People okay. say to me every time. Why would you go to Kansas to coyote hunt when there's coyotes all over here? <laughs> oh, shit. That's funny. I've had like 10 people tell me that the last week. So, yeah, as far as that goes, um, you know, people think I'm crazy to go to Montana coyote and they say, why do you go? You know, there's coyotes everywhere here. You can kill them here. Well, here's the deal. They're right. There's coyotes all over here. But it ain't like it is out in the western states. And I can't really speak from experience because this is my first out west trip. I went, well, I went to Kansas a time or two, uh, coyote hunting, but this is my first real dedicated trip, you know, out to Montana, far out West, but just a common knowledge coyote hunter, as far as watching all the videos and following all these coyote hunters, the coyotes are, the population is way higher out West. There's no doubt about that. And, uh, the ground, the land is so much bigger. Um, I just, they're 
around Wisconsin, there's a, there's a farm every 40 acres. There's a farm up the road a half mile, quarter mile, you know, and then there's another farm. There's just sections, a 40 acre here. This guy owns an 80, he's cutting wood. This guy owns a hundred, he's deer hunting. Where you get out into Montana and some of these bigger states, you're talking just miles and miles of public ground that that there ain't no no disruption or, or any anything um, bothering those coyotes. I mean, yeah, there's deer hunters and there's there's hunting pressure, but the coyotes are plentiful out west. Everybody knows that. They're a little more pretty. They're not, uh, they don't, you know, they're the western coyote, not the eastern. They got a lighter coat, prettier coat. And I'm just, I'm going out there to try something new. I'm, it's not that I can't kill coyotes here in Wisconsin because I obviously can. I want to do something new. I want to go out to some beautiful Montana hills, watch the sunset be out there with some snow some new new ground and uh from what i hear there's piles and piles and piles of coyotes so what i tell them people is yeah i'm i'm completely hooked on coyote hunting and i have a passion for it and i love it and i want to do it around the country and and uh go do it in a few new spots where there's more coyotes in here i guess basically the only way you can uh yep i and i don't mean to offend anyone in the west or in kansas or anywhere but the way i always say it is it's easier and i don't mean that to offend anyone but anyone who hunts in the west you don't hear them traveling to wisconsin to hunt coyotes do you <laughs> no dude you are that is the most accurate statement i've ever heard i um like i said i don't have the experience out west but it's just common knowledge they're they're an easier coyote to call in you can just tell based on watching videos and following all these people i follow Wisconsin coyotes, I don't care what anybody says, they got to be one of the hardest coyotes to call, I would I would sure think. I, I mean, you don't see people with YouTube pages and people traveling. I, full, I fully agree with you. Um, it's coyote, Wisconsin is a tough, tough state to call coyotes, and there's just no doubt about it. And out west is known for coyotes and known, you know, it's known for, and it's it's obviously much, like you said, don't want to offend anybody, but it's, it's got to be much easier out there it is much easier out there you 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 go out every year to oh. kansas yeah i do and uh yeah the one thing i'll say about that is i know for a fact that i'm not killing dogs in in 20 seconds here like i do out there yeah <laughs> right do you do you got private land that you hunt or you go do uh both i have we me and my buddies went down there the first year we we we're gonna hunt public we were gonna go to the taverns the first night down there meet some locals and and see what we could run into and and we ended up meeting a, a couple of guys and and we got yeah. on a whole bunch of ground and and we are pretty spoiled now with uh a lot of dog dog killing to do out there which which part of the state are you going out there then east west central uh we're kind of the northeast or north central northeast we kind of spread out okay. through there that's kind of the way we deer hunt down there every year and i i went coyote hunting once a uh, little three-day trip and we're looking to go every year from here on out but yeah I, I call them every year i go down there deer hunting and uh i mean there was a time it was november like 10th i went down there it was 60 degrees and in between deer hunts the morning and evening deer hunt i went and called coyotes at noon and i called in five coyotes and it was insane like i said it, it was it was in the middle of the afternoon, 60 degrees in November, and I hauled in five coyotes. It was absolutely insane. So there's no doubt out west is, yep. a, is a bit easier for, for, the, for guys like us, you know, here in Wisconsin. 
Yeah, here here in Wisconsin, I'm killing them 45 minutes in the stands, and uh, out there, if I get the eight to 12 minutes and I haven't seen one yet, I'm starting to get disappointed. Well, that right, and that's that's wild. You bring that up too, because I, a lot of times on social media, people just can't believe that I sit for 30 minutes, 40 minutes, 50 minutes here in Wisconsin. But you gotta, for some reason, these coyotes show up late here. I don't know what it is. If they're sitting in that cover just watching, and it takes you know, the right sound or, or what the deal is, but they come late at times. I have stretches where they come late, you know, it, it goes in stretches. Sometimes they'll come five, 10 minutes, but then there's times where I'll have my 10 coyotes in a row that I've killed the last two months come, you know, past the 30 minute mark. It's, it's wild. I don't really understand it, but it's, it's pretty. No, I a hundred percent agree with you there. I'm going to hopefully try to get Christian back on here after his Montana trip. And we're going to catch up with him, hopefully, and see how that goes. Um, I, I'm interested to hear how it goes and how how many dogs he lays down out. Yeah, I am uh, looking forward to hopefully get on and do another little one and, uh, yeah, go over that. I I don't know. I got high, very high hopes. I don't know if they'll uh, come through, but uh, everybody I've talked to out there, a uh, few guys who go out deer hunting every year, they claim the coyotes are absolutely thick and um I've did a little bit of research on YouTube and some other things in the Monta- eastern Montana there. So we're going to go give her for four days and uh, hopefully kill some. Absolutely. Well, good luck, Christian. Um, we'll uh, wrap it up here, and I appreciate you uh, joining me. And uh, I'm interested to hear how your trip goes. But uh, good luck and, and shoot straight. Sounds good, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it, and uh, hopefully we'll talk. Absolutely. You bet. Later. Well, guys, thanks for listening to that episode. Please feel free to leave any feedback and ask any questions for future episodes. You can find me on Instagram at PredatorPodcast underscore Drew, as well as on Facebook at my name, Drew Schlem. There's a link in the description below to Christian's YouTube channel, Wisconsin Coyote Calling. Be sure to go check his channel out and give him a subscribe. You will not regret it. We'll be back next week with more Predator action. But until then, shoot straight.